Hello and welcome to episode 512 of the League House Podcast. I'm your host, Nick the King Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockards. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Happy Not a Wednesday again. Yeah, a little sneaky Tuesday. Uh, sneaky recording. Tuesday action. Watch out. <laughs> um, yo, this week uh, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a little bit of League House news. Uh, we've got some new news. We've got a couple of spon- uh, sponsor reads. We've got uh, some competitive leagues action. We're going to have a lot of fun uh, talking about uh, a certain a certain someone and a certain team. Uh, we've got roundtable question and answers, and we'll close it out with some emails. Uh, so I guess let's uh, let's jump into our weeks. Aiden, how was your how was your past two weeks? Uh, I don't think I played very much league this past week, but in the past two weeks I've played a lot. I've still been playing like a lot of new shit, just trying stuff out. I think that's the best way to learn the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Rather than complain about stuff, I like to try stuff out. So I've been playing some. Uh, First Strike Jace, I've been playing some Lethal Tempo Tom Kench, some Lethal Tempo Gwen, um, a lot of jungle. Jungle, I'm still so fucking bad at jungle, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I've been mainly trying First Strike, Kha'Zix, and Kane. Um, those are like the main two things, and they both seem really good. I think I'm just really bad at the role, um, but they seem pretty good. Uh, outside of that, I think Jace is my most uh, my favorite thing that I'm currently playing. I do want to try out some, what was I saying before the show? uh shit i want to um, oh yeah, lethal tempo trend that's what i want to try next yeah um, but yeah overall it, it's been pretty fun um <laughs> playing normals is always a bit of a mess though because you get shit talked by silver players uh <laughs> never shit talked by another like diamond or master player uh even though yeah. that's like the average elo in our games but whenever there's a gold player i know if we lose at the end of the game it's gonna be fucking master player you shitter <laughs> Ugh, so you got boosted by tom kench <laughs> yeah uh it's so crazy i had this i also had a player on my team who was like shit talking me and he's just like was like silver or something and he's like hmm tom kench player that's why you're master Uh, (laughs) i could be that if i if i played tom kench and he's just like perma stuck silver or something and it's like i don't know man it's just like what's the point of even talking to him uh but anyways uh overall it's been pretty fun uh only other bit of news is that I actually picked up a PS5 today. So Pog. Oh, nice. Yeah, they had this crazy was promotion. I'm not sure if it was in the. <laughs> I'm not sure if they had this promotion in the states, but this promotion where um you could trade in your PS4 and they'd give you like a shitload of like value towards a PS5 and then also put you on a wait list. So it's like that's two benefits because it's impossible to get a PS5 and B. I as 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 our listeners know from three years ago, I bought my PS4 <laughs> for like two hundred dollars uh, after getting uh-huh. scammed the first time. Um. So I traded my PS4 in for obviously it's currency like for a trade. So it's not in yeah. theory actually like one for one value, but I'm using it to buy a PS5. So who cares uh, for $350. So Ooh, yeah, nice, it's pretty dude. good. A little so profit like, there. Yeah, it's awesome. So Got uh, some it's nice. stocks going on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, really good. So uh, I haven't set it up yet, but I'm probably gonna wait because we actually move next week. So uh, I'll probably oh, exciting. Uh, I'll probably set it up. When are we you um, place. are you excited for any particular titles? uh nothing really i mean i mostly just like you can still play ps4 games which is like the main fun thing Uh, i'll probably pick up um demon souls at some point that's like the only thing currently on ps5 that i'm interested in but have uh, you have you beaten um uh bloodborne i have it i literally got it for because it's one of their greatest hits now i say like all their greatest hits titles are like ten dollars so i got it for like 10 bucks uh canadian so it's like super cheap so i got that and a couple other uh greatest hits things on ps4 so uh, nice we excited to play all that bloodborne potentially (laughs) (laughs) probably not but uh i'm always really bad at those games but yeah uh 
I'm excited to try it though. But anyways, that's kind of nice. my week. Uh, what about you, Colton? Um, yeah, so uh, as has been the trend, work has been super, super busy. Um, so that, that takes up most of my waking hours. But when I get the time to, to play games, it's been uh, TFT, Legends of Runeterra, and Minecraft. Still still kind of my three right now. I haven't been playing uh, much actual League I've uh, been doing a lot of like innovators, enchanters in TFT, uh, in Legends of Runeterra. I've got a new like kind of weird buff deck mm-hmm. um, with um, what's his name, Aphelios, uh, and uh, like you, you get some. If it when it works, it works really well, <laughs> and you just like. Like, one of my games, things were really even, and, like, I was, like, just kind of biding my time, and then I and then I summoned my Aurelian Soul, who was up to, like, 24-24. Jesus. Yeah. And uh, I, I posted, I know, one screenshot of, like, a, like, 32-36 Braum, um, mm-hmm. because you just run the Starlet Seer, which is plus 1-1 one, one every time you cast a spell, and then I just have, like, no other units in the deck, so when it finally gets to that one, they're just gigabuffed. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, that's uh that's been pretty much nice. all I'm up to. So I'll hand it over to the the host with the most, Nick Cooper. What you up to? Yo, uh my girlfriend and I started playing um Stardew Valley. It's been pretty fun. It's a chill little farm builder. Um so that's been a good time. I've just been fucking mining uh in the caves. Rachel <laughs> Hell yeah, that was my favorite Stardew part Valley. about it. <laughs> yeah, the dungeon crawling. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's fr- it's fun. Savannah is enjoying it as well. Um, we we both get very frustrated at the fishing. Uh, fishing kind of <laughs> sucks. <laughs> it's hard, man. <laughs> uh, does it does it get better with um with like fishing upgrades? I, I mean, didn't ever get right, to the point but... of getting an upgrade, but okay, I okay, gotcha. Yeah, just I only did mining. Good. Mining was just fun. Just get though. good. Yeah, mining's fun. I like going. <laughs> I like going in the cave and then coming out twelve hours later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's been pretty fun. I played a lot of ultimate spellbook um it's kind of same as aiden get inflamed when i lose even though it's a it's a fun game mode uh, <laughs> i got flamed by a samira because i played poppy um and i i guess like that wasn't fun for her even though it was fun for me so <laughs> nice. <hey>, whatever <laughs> having been on the samira side of that matchup i do understand that uh it is a hard hard yeah. counter pick but hey whatever um i think that's just about it oh uh i watched the santa claus again for the first time in like 20 years probably yeah <laughs> that's a good movie i watched a that's video on that movie <laughs> did you <laughs> yeah yeah i kind of watched video? a couple like, a... like react like uh people who like do like just goofy kind of critiques and stuff gotcha. and that movie's crazy <laughs> it is it is very crazy um but it was pretty good i i enjoyed it um haven't seen it in fucking ages uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's kind of it. So we'll jump into the show. We've got one new patron this week. Shout out to Ebra Wayne. I know he was uh, messing about in the Discord a little bit. Thanks for hey, joining. He's in the live chat too. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. Um, uh, I think he donated like a bunch of skins to, to some listeners after I thought he was a scammer. Yeah, I saw so. that. I saw you removed like <laughs> nine of his messages and then he was just actually just being wholesome. Uh. Yeah, he was. He was. It was uh, something that I had seen in some other servers of like, 
hey, message me and I'll get you some free stuff. Yeah, there's like tons um, of scam shit going on in Discord yeah. right now. It's a little sketch, but so yeah, if you if you ever want to do something like that on the Discord, just message like probably uh you know one of us and and we'll uh mm-hmm. we'll you know talk about it with the other yeah guys we we are trained to react to mm-hmm. I hey I'm giving free stuff oh obviously fake. <laughs> yeah yeah same thing with like anything like we try to like limit like self-promotion and stuff like that that being said like if you message us be like hey i'm doing like a charity stream would you be fine if i link this then of course like we'll just message us first just don't link your stream like eventually i think we're gonna add like a self-promotion like type Mm -hmm. channel to discord if people ever want to like support each other and stuff like that but uh currently it's like we just don't want there to be spam right like yeah that's the main thing so don't want people coming in and just dropping the channels and then not participating yeah yeah so Awesome. Um, do you have any lead cast news, Aiden? Uh, nothing too crazy. We are going to do our last Zed Talks, uh, last official yeah. Zed Talks, uh, episode Zed, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometime this month. That'll be fun. Um, then we're also in January going to record like a like kind of final episode, which we're going to go over the characters that got released over the past year and just go over like what we thought of them yada 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 but that should be out sometime uh this month um if you are a one dollar patron though nick and i recorded the why episode and we went over a bunch of characters that is up currently on our patreon if you're not a patron then it'll be up on our youtube uh sometime in the next couple weeks so uh stay tuned for that oh i also ran the 2v2 tournament last weekend yeah we two weekends ago we we talked about it on the show last week it was super good very yeah, interesting. it was fun i it's definitely yeah. one of my favorite formats it's also really cool because uh two of our listeners um who I sometimes, God, I can't say that. That was awful. I was, <laughs> never mind. I can't even say what I was going to say. Um, two of our listeners who I think are very good despite their ELO being relatively low. Um, they're both mm-hmm. gold players, um, but I think that they easily perform on their characters at like a diamond level, which is crazy. Nice. And I'm not just trying to like give them props for no reason. Mm-hmm. I actually think they're really good. Um, they actually won the tournament in the, versus two yeah. diamond players versus a D3 and a D2 player. So um, mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. They, they knew kind of the rules. They knew the format. They knew it was good. They practiced what was good. Um, and they just had like a really good read on like how to play that 2v2 format. It's just really cool to see like awesome. lower ELO players winning versus higher ELO players because they know and like did their research. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's super cool. Yeah. And I mean, I think it, it really goes to show like how important macro and, and its interplay with micro is because yeah. like right the the macro decisions of the, the 2v2 on on howling abyss is is pretty minimal like yeah the only macro decisions you're really making are going to be in like draft and builds yeah um and so if you're a player who's like weaker on macro strong on micro you you might you know be able to be a gold player who stops a diamond player you know, and then there, I'm sure, are, you know, diamond players who just win by crazy macro and play, you know, like some brain dead, stupid champion who just can never die like Leona or something. Yeah. Colton talked about it actually in like uh, chat uh, in the podcast last week, but like they, they had really good read on the characters. So one game they played Irelia and someone chat goes, uh, uh, I, I can't wait for Irelia to like 2v1 them like joking like obviously and then she actually just 2v1s them <laughs> uh, in like the most crazy outplay like it's just so fucking close the game's so over sick. at that point yeah yeah it was, it was wild because they yeah like somebody called it they had a 2v2 fight where Irelia's teammate died and Irelia got out at like 150 health both yeah. of the other teammates got out and they were both at like half and then she just like runs back in through the minions Hits the fucking R, hits the E stun. 
Yeah, it was really cool. It I'll definitely so do another funny. one of those at some point, though. It was definitely fun. It's definitely probably my favorite f- format. Uh, I might do like a one v one version of it as well at some point because that's mm-hmm. it's easier to like obviously sign up solo than trying to find like a friend to sign up with. But uh, it went well, so I'm I'm really happy about it. Nice, um, awesome. I think that's it. So let's move into the new news slash the rising news. Yeah, so Soko's joining TFT? Question mark? Yeah, so this is kind of like a... they. I think they did a dev vlog on it, but there wasn't much information in the dev vlog. It was pretty much saying like, hey, Silk, I don't know who Silko is, by the way. I haven't watched Arcane, so yeah. <laughs> uh, no spoilerino in the chat arena. But uh, I understand he's like a, a main character in the yeah. in Arcane. But this is really cool. Yeah. One big, big protagonist and first character put into TFT who's not a lead character. Yeah, that's why it's so big is because everything in... TFT right now is using League of Legends models, right? And Silco will not, they've confirmed, be in League of Legends at least currently. Uh, who knows mm-hmm. in a year's time if they ever like go back and add him. But um, they are fully building up him as a character in TFT like Raw, which is really, really cool. That's really cool, yeah. Do we do we know his like attributes or anything? I don't think we do, um, but he, he looks cool. We saw his model. That's, I think, all they showed in the dev blog. There yeah. really wasn't too much gotcha, to it. I see. I... That's awesome. I'm trying to think where he would fit in to, like, the current roster. Because he might... They might make him a legendary with, like, unique traits. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm really excited, though. TFT's fun as fuck this season, so... Awesome. Uh, And then we have news about the Prestige Shop, which comes out December 9th. Uh, I believe that every single event prestige skin and prestige point skin will be available for purchase um before they go away forever yeah um so it's all the ones from last year and this year which is really interesting yeah they were going to bring back the ones from last year um but they are so if you missed out on any of the 2020 ones uh they will be in the shop Uh, i don't want to read through them because there's like 20 but there's a shitload of those and then all the points ones will also be there the only one that will not be in this is the upcoming brand one but that's because you can literally just buy it because the event's going to be live Mm -hmm. at that time so yeah that's cool cool. very very cool um, I'm excited. I think I'm going to get the Diana one because the, yeah. the points expire, right? Uh, yeah. Pretty soon. That, that's the one weird thing is I don't know why they can't roll over. I guess like I guess. So, you, so I mean, the real reason money. is so you have incentive to purchase more battle passes for the yeah. current year, right? Versus mm-hmm. like stockpiling the the points until you get one that you want money. <laughs> yeah. But it just, uh, that feels a little weird because it feels like there's no good reason like design wise uh, outside mm-hmm. of money um but whatever and if you don't have enough if you don't have 100 points to get a uh skin you can unlock icons for five points which woo or you can unlock uh different loot bags at different tiers which there is the project loot bag the battle academia loot bag the space groove loot bag and the uh sentinel relic uh bag which how- are at 50 points and then 100 points for the sentinel one how do I get 25 more prestige points between now and then? Because I'm at uh, 75. There will be um, one more event, so. Yeah, there's one more battle pass. pass coming out. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Um, alternatively, I think you can buy them. I don't know. I don't know if you should, but. Yeah, you can, you can buy just chests, which not like the, the mystery chests or whatever the fuck they're mm-hmm. called, which then have some points. So if you're like five away, you could buy like yeah. $5 worth of i wouldn't recommend that because that's definitely like a scummy practice um Mm -hmm. but also like if you just have like one point left you can get orange essence if you have three points left you can get uh hextech keys um Mm -hmm. so it's good cool 
Um, and that takes us into patch 1124. Let's go ahead and jump in. Uh, first up, Caitlyn, her headshot resets have been partially restored. So they're not the same way that they function previously with the like animation canceling and, and all that stuff. But headshots do come out slightly faster um, than regular auto attacks do if um, they uh, are, are procced by her traps or her E. Yeah, I think so. it's like a good quality of life change. Uh-huh. Yeah, a good little compensation for for all, all those like for know, the inadvertent nerf from a bug fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see the bugs yeah. that they introduced before they removed them though? No. Where? <laughs> well, her headshot. This is like the, the day that they like patched her, so they remove mm-hmm. all the animation cancels. Uh, Fusion saber or saber or whatever the fuck his account name is, like Caitlyn guy, put up the FSM video where it's like. Saber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's no Caitlyn things left, whatever, right? Uh, and then he, like, a couple hours later puts out a video where he found out that while Caitlyn's headshot is flying through the air, every auto can be a headshot. Weird. So he had a build where you have to have, like, at least 2.0 attack speed, but he'd have, like, a sh- yeah. crazy amount of attack speed, have Runons, and he could, like, headshot, like, seven characters at the same time. <laughs> huh. That's crazy. Nice. But they obviously patched it. But it's just funny. Yeah. Like they remove, they try to remove bugs, and they just get like punished by introducing m- many more. It's, but, I mean, that's just like code, man. the that, that's just the life of any like computer like uh, developer, right? Like software developer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just so funny. Yeah. Um, uh, so awesome. On from Caitlin, we've got Camille. W damage is increased. Her E cooldown is increased. Late so. W damage is decreased. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so just yeah. straight nerfs. Um, yep, good. Yeah, uh, 12 seconds is still pretty low for hookshot, especially with how accessible haste is, but getting there. I'm telling yeah. you, this ability could be double the cooldown. It'd still be good, but we're getting there. That's that's my 2023 dream. Kate, uh, Camille's <laughs> hookshot is 28-second cooldown. I don't think uh, that's ever going to happen. I don't think, I think it it's is. possible. I think it'd have to be like a long cooldown, but if you use it aggressively, like if you hit an enemy, it would like reduce it by half. But using it okay, like defensively I'm, would have be like a thirty second cooldown or whatever. That's uh, my I'm more okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'd be okay with them doing like that for a lot more things. Um, like same with like Yonel, I think would be another good example where it's mm-hmm. like if you hit a champion with it, reduce the cooldown. If you use it to run away, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't get to use it for the rest of the game. Yeah. But they, I don't know, man. Characters don't have, like, they don't release characters with long cooldowns anymore, I feel like. I'm trying to think of, like, the longest cooldown basic ability. I mean, Akshan's Ak- abilities, once again, they reset, though. But, like, his uh, his hookshot's, like, pretty long. But it does reset on kill, I guess, is the main mm-hmm. thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Anyway, um, uh, we got Ivern up next. Yeah. So they uh, have increased the experience and gold you get from Krugs. Because I, they were like super out of line with the actual value of Krugs. Yeah, he was getting the the trade off is like, oh, okay, Ivern doesn't have to kill the small Krugs, but he was getting like I don't know, like twenty six percent of the total camp's value because a lot of the gold um, is is uh, locked behind the smaller yeah. Krugs. Uh, I think the XP was still behind the larger one. Um, but yeah, Ivern was getting shafted by by taking Krugs. So yeah, um, 
we have a quick little thing for Kale. This applies to a couple other champions on the list as well. Um, Kale's passive wave distance now scales with bonus attack range rather than it just being a flat range. Oh. So we'll see that. Um, yeah, we'll see that with a uh, with Twitch and Urgot, I believe, as well. I think those are the only um, uh, changes that those characters have. That's cool. So yeah, it means that like Kale's waves with lethal tempos bonus range were not going as far as the auto attack was traveling. Yeah, that's so, interesting. Good. Yeah, good. Good little change. Yeah, definitely Cl something they didn't consider. <laughs> yeah, Cled's uh, getting some minor changes. Cled uh, and Scarl's health calculation is changed. W W cooldown is reduced, and the E cooldown is reduced, and his AD ratio is increased. Um, so overall, these are like aiming to be buffs for Cled. Uh, I think Cled's in such a weird. He's such a weird character where he kind of like smashes people who don't know how to play versus Cled, but then he kind of mm -hmm. just should lose most matchups based on his like actual character and design. I think. Uh, so. I actually think this is a very, very large nerf um, to Kled and m maybe an unintentional one. Mm -hmm. uh, it depends on how his build changes. So currently, um, before these changes go live, Kled's HP counts as his health and Skarl's HP counts as bonus health. Um, so he just gets like a crazy, crazy synergy with items that uh are influenced by bonus hp like titanic hydra the damage is based on bonus hp sunfire the same thing um so he kind of gets like shafted now because those are his two two core items uh on the current patch whereas going forward all of his health is going to be base health uh, and items that you know he'll function like every other character where items that he purchases go to Scarl's health, but it will count as bonus health for Well, for so yeah, they, they've changed it just so that the, the base of Scarl is is considered base health. Mm -hmm. And in, so, right, like when you buy health, it applies to both. But now it's it's like normal where when you buy health, that's bonus. Your base health is, is base health. But because, yeah, because prior, every amount of health that was coming from Scarl was bonus health he did have nutty interactions with like Titanic because he just got like the extra free thousand bonus health. Is yeah. There, so it's, so I was going to ask, sorry, sorry. Is there any items that act like go with base health instead of maximum health does, that would benefit from this though? Like obviously like the, like the obvious ones are nerfs, right? Like Titanic is a nerf cause that's based on bonus. Yeah. It's based on bonus health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But is so there any ones I, that are based on base health though? I guess. I'm not sure if there are any, based on base health um i imagine those items i was be about to say sheen bad um yeah but uh i i mean yeah this is so this is the the little caveat is that they're only bad they're only like giga nerfs if the the character doesn't adapt the build you know if you're building the same things it's going to be worse than before but if you build different items it's going to be probably better i mean the e damage is is a little bit higher not very much but these, I don't think these are just regular changes. I think this is a, this should be classified as a nerf. I, yeah. I also think like, so outside of items that interact with your base health, I mean, you have to also take in consideration enemy items and abilities that interact with total health, max health, and bonus health, right? Because there are, I'm, I'm pretty sure there are some damage things that are calculated based off of like bonus health, right? Uh, I don't know if it's bonus health. Um, or is it just total or current? I 
think it's just total, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. Because yeah, I mean, so we were we were talking we were talking about it in the Discord where Kled is um, a champion that gets absolutely shafted by executes because he does have such a large like HP pool, um, where executes will also count Scarl's health in that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so even when he's dismounted, he still gets penalized by Scarl's like total HP pool. Um, it's okay and though because that's he can not just changing cancel at all. that ability by auto attacking and going untargetable when he remounts. <laughs> yeah, I mean yes, but. Either way, like a very frustrating interaction with for for Kled, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this character you know changes. I think Aiden was spot on. Where like if you don't know how to play him, he will one v nine. If you don't know how to play against him, he will one v nine. But if you do, he kind of just like is there. Yeah, cool, good change, awesome. Samira is up next. I'm sorry, Twitch is up next, and this is what we talked about before, uh, where um, his. The, the ultimate distance will now scale with bonus attack range. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Samira R no longer costs mana. It's free. Ooh. No cooldown. <laughs> no mana cost. Just make it all. <laughs> so it, it doesn't have a mana cost already at, at rank 16. Um, so this does not very much i don't think it's gonna it's gonna make her like super viable but it's it's so, nice it's a nice little there, change there's two ways to think about this right one in the fact that guess what her rank alt rank one alt is terrible <laughs> her rank alt one it, alt is like it's one awful, of the right? worst abilities in the game it has, yeah. it's five damage a second plus like her ad or whatever uh mm-hmm. it's like you're you might as well be auto attacking unless there's multiple enemies that you're inside of um but then yeah. you're you're positioning like shit to use your ultimate um but it will be a buff because the best way to think about something like this is will there be times at level six where she wouldn't have enough man at alt yes mm-hmm. right yeah. this that will be a buff for those scenarios so like it is a buff it's definitely not a huge buff by any means um but it's definitely it can't it's not definitely not a nerf or anything like it yeah still it's, will it's be a useful. buff for sure i just don't like, think it's a very big one yeah yeah cool yeah her q does less damage than her auto attacks early game yeah <laughs> feels bad um awesome uh, we got ergot passive and w attacks scale with bonus attack range um so again just adding these little quality of life things so that when your attack range goes up your things that interact with attack range also go up. yeah it means ergot can't proc a shotgun and the shotgun blast doesn't exceed the the range of of his auto attack mm-hmm. or it doesn't doesn't uh isn't smaller than the range of his auto attack so yeah and, and it, that would feel really like shitty. yeah <laughs> yeah um also, we'll just, move just into... to quickly Sorry, jump in really quick uh we had someone in chat just quickly mention the cled thing the only interaction they could think of was um lee sin if lee sin kicks cled now the per- people the teammates the enemies who get cled kicked into them will take less damage because his kicks based on the character's bonus hp but now cled doesn't have as much bonus hp because scarl's hp is base hp so they won't take as much damage as as old cled buff slap your oh mom, interesting so hard big, counter. big buffs versus lee sin this patch uh is cled so uh huh. just be aware <laughs> but that is like a funny interaction just will actually be a pretty big difference interesting <laughs> only in the one scenario but it's interesting huh okay uh, awesome. We'll go into items. Uh, Archangel Staff has uh, whew, crazy. Wow, it's the biggest buff uh, of the patch. Four hundred combined costs less. Uh, I don't think it was a super great item before. Yeah, it was bad. But, um, but... Wow, that's <laughs> that's a lot. 
that's the biggest like item mm-hmm. gold change we've ever seen i think um that being said it is pre-season yeah. so i'm glad they're making big changes this right now um it does scare mm-hmm. me that like i would say the only character that's currently good with archangels is cassidy but he's mm-hmm. really good with it uh um, yeah so this might lead to a cassidy nerf but this is good for the item overall i think and so they, they changed it to bonus mana into ability haste not ap right yes yes yeah okay yeah, I could, I could see some other characters utilizing this really well, but it's, yeah, 400 is wild. We've never seen anything close to that, and especially not without an accompanying, like, dip in stats. Yeah. Because we've seen, like, this item costs 300 less, but we've also taken away, like, 15 AD or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's Archangels. Up next, we got Axiom Arc. Um, the ultimate cooldown reduction on takedown is going down from 25 uh from 25 down to 20 i feel Uh like cooldown reduction items that function like this where it's like it's not a it it doesn't function like traditional cooldown but it's based on it's like a huge amount based on doing something is is terrible for the game i think it's always been bad i mean we saw it was what spear of shojin uh and spear of shojin like three separate times yeah and then it, it, it got called something else and it was still broken like i guess my only like counter argument to that is i think an item like this can be like fine right it just can't work in the like this would be fine if it had a like 10 second cooldown on its active even or it's like a passive even yeah right? it's the the issue that we're seeing with it is like a character like nocturne goes in hits every single character or even honest to god if he just kills one character he gets so much back but like it, he kills two and half his ults back right that's like the biggest issue mm-hmm. if there was a 10 second cooldown on it meaning you're probably not getting three in a team fight you're probably only getting like max of two procs of this in a team fight then it would be yeah. fine or you just make it a bigger amount and make it current like uh ultimate cooldown that's the yeah, other yeah, way i was gonna like, say like something. there's a lot of ways to go about it you could make it current cooldowns so you don't get it all the way back you could lock it out so you can't proc it twice in a window and then the other thing which i think has always been an issue is that these items are too good on their own yeah with the stats they give right like the 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 worst we we saw was serpent's fang where like you were building serpent's fang against teams with zero shield yeah like mm-hmm. because it's just that stat efficient um when you have particular like unique items that do one thing like i would rather see them almost just like take away pretty much all the stats like have it give dog shit stats let it have this ridiculous active and then like you have to make that call yeah no i agree uh only other thing to mention on axiomark uh which i think do this hey uh the episode will be it tonight hopefully you can listen to it and do it with the part of the patch tomorrow um actually it'll still be good is uh aram uh build this build this item on literally every single character oh on true because uh, it first of all if your character uses lethality awesome this you you just will have your ultimate up every single fight and if your yeah. character doesn't Melfights are building this item on aram uh because uh-huh. yeah you dump three thousand gold into something that you don't really need or two thousand five hundred or whatever the fuck it is uh for like a malphite but your malphite alt is up literally all the time now <laughs> interesting that's so really wanna, uh yeah i want to play a game where like i'm playing like karthus or something and i build axiom arc just so my ultimate's up all the time <laughs> yeah we should yeah. we should do that it's fun I, I it also makes me like makes me wonder if they have any thoughts of implementing something like this for ap characters or tanks 
I don't think they will, and I don't think they should because a lot there's a lot more characters who would be really problematic with this. Where it's like, it's a pain when Nocturne can do it, but it'd be way more of a problem if Malphite or like Malzahar could do it. Where it's like, by the time the duration of your ulti is done suppressing them, you've got half the cooldown back. Yeah, (laughs) like that would be not that would be terrible. Yeah, yeah, dang. Uh, Cosmic Drive is next. Uh, ability power ability power is reduced, health is reduced, and the uh, movement speed bonus is reduced as well. Movement speed's so, a P. Yeah, nerfs for our, uh, for Cosmic Drive, which turned out to be <laughs> broken. <laughs> yeah, uh, Crown of the Shattered Queen is getting 10 AP uh, removed from it. Uh, I think it's fine. Like this is like fine to nerf it. It's definitely like being abused on way too many characters right now. Uh, once again, I think everyone and their mother called the fact that this item wasn't just going to be built on yeah. art- artillery mages. The tanky mage item isn't going to be built on artillery mages. What a surprise. Uh, it's mostly built on Kassadin right now. That's like Kassadin. Kassadin and Victor. It's it's turning Victor into like one of the best characters in the game. Yeah, because you just get to walk in and do your combo like with mm-hmm. the bonus damage, and then you get to walk out because they can't kill you in the time that they usually need mm-hmm. to. Yep. It, it's crazy. So. Next I've been trod. Pretty yeah. pretty sad about this one. Uh, the bonus <laughs> damage is reduced and the duration is reduced as well. Are you telling me, Nick, that <laughs> making it so your team does twelve percent bonus damage to everyone around yeah. you for five seconds is OP? What yeah, chances this gets nerfed down to? Strong? Is it going to be uh, seven for three next patch? Is that is that our guess? Seven for three seconds? <laughs> uh, uh, no, five I'm going to guess. Three seconds. I'm going to guess the bonus damage doesn't change, but the stats might. Yeah. That's fair. That's yeah, actually good that. doing it. Yeah. I, I I don't even know if this like, it's hard to quantify like how OP how much better this was than, um, than Locket just because I'm sure a lot of people were fucking tired of building Locket. Yeah. Uh, and, and they they serve two different purposes. Like one is protection of your allies, and one is you know uh, uh an increase a weakening of of your enemies. Like. I don't know. It's hard to compare the two, but I'm sure That's it was kind like... of beta mindset, Nick. The best way to protect my allies is to kill the enemies. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, definitely, but it's like I, I don't know. Um, how how I, is it was your, definitely how is it was your definitely too strong. Going to kill my eighty carry if he's already dead, Nick. Definitely mm-hmm. too strong. I'll, I'll I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was nuts. Um, and, and I think that I I could see this being adjusted again, where I, I think one way they could go about it would be like a a duration thing where it's like you have to stay in combat and maybe it goes from like five up to ten or twelve or something but yeah like the the ease at which you could proc it and then just that much damage is crazy it was Mm -hmm. was too much yeah yeah um and then last (laughs) item change here for frostfire gauntlet um the Field damage is going down, and there's smoke and reefer with this change, by the way. Wait, did they are they taking away the health ratio entirely? So hear me out. I think they're not. I think they just forgot to write it in there. I do think as well. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I think there's a world much riot. Like they write that it's doing too much damage, which. It does comparable damage to Sunfire. It definitely does less than Sunfire. Um, it is 400 gold less. I understand that. Um, but why not fucking buff Sunfire and Chemtech? Why are they nerfing Frostfire? Frostfire is not OP. No one goes, oh my god, fucking Frostfire. Holy shit. Fuck that item. Is, like, n- zero people is, have ever done that. 
Is Chemtech the worst? Like, I'm, I'm not even going to say Mythic. Is Chemtech the worst item in the game? Uh, probably. They like remember when it was the best it's item not, in the game though. Yeah, for, like it's it, it spent a lot of time like at the top, but holy fuck, it's so bad. Yeah, it's awful. Um, I don't think I've seen way. it in the past like three th- three hundred games I've played. Yeah, this this also, item is fucking awful now. Like, so Crossfire I, I, is actually so bad. Reading the wording, I think they might have removed the health scaling. It says yeah, we're I'm, bringing down its damage, yeah. including the health scaling. I mean, like in theory, like it's not a lot. Like you look at zero point five percent, you're like, holy fuck, that's like bad for tanks but if a tank has 3000 hp that's 15 damage um yeah so it's 15 30... damage every like two seconds yeah which i understand isn't like a lot overall but like i don't think anyone's ever complained about frostfire's damage ever like, i think people have complained yeah. about sunfire's damage but not frostfire mm-hmm. yeah it, it's yeah weird. i mean and frost sunfire can do a lot of damage and especially like the earlier iterations of it but i yeah, Stop. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you that like Frostfire was not too strong, and if anything, if it if it seemed too good comparatively, like buff the other ones or Hell. make the Frostfire more expensive. That's a, like another option. It should yeah. be 400 gold cheaper change, than Sunfire. Change the tank item to a tank item. Like yeah. in, instead of instead of it doing extra damage, hey, maybe uh, maybe champions in the the frozen field do less damage to you. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Evertrowd yeah, fucking vibes or like uh, Frost. What's the what's the rune called? The freezy one. Oh, glacial, glacial, glacial. Uh, that's, yeah, make it like kind of glacial uh, adjacent. So yeah, I mean uh, something in instead of like, hey, this one does damage. This one does damage mm-hmm. in AOE. Like yeah, it's so weird. But no, anyways, yeah. this no is a weird change to do damage. <laughs> I just have reduce, never seen someone the cost of chem tank by four hundred like you did with fucking seraphs. <laughs> yeah, it's so it weird, man. Still wouldn't be purchased. Yeah. At a certain point, it would be. I two hundred <laughs> two hundred gold for a fucking chem tank. I'll yeah, buy yeah it. but then you're locked into chem tank. You go into land. Yeah, with chem then you tank. get your mythic bonus going, baby. <laughs> Nick, at some point you sell your chem tank. That's the craziest part. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You buy it to sell it later. Yeah, <laughs> you, you buy it so that you can have that and your predator boots at like three minutes. Yeah, and then you go <laughs> go. We'll Everyone talk about starts with the chem tank, and then you get to sell it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll um, run yeah. through runes really quickly. Uh, Conqueror is getting a buff. The duration is increased, and the adaptive force is slightly increased. Uh, Glacial Augment, the slow, is decreased uh, by the base, and it will be increased um, from scaling, from AP, bonus AD, and heal and shield power, so kind of nerfing it for the tanks who took it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Question on Conqueror. Oh, sure. Real quick, before you move on. Do the stacks drop off one at a time, or do they all? They, drop? I believe they all. Drop they all off. drop off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like that would be a better way than extending the timer period. Would Probably. Be to go back to the you just start dropping like one stack. Probably. Because right, like the maximum number of stacks now is is, Tw- is less. It's twelve. It's twelve. But you yeah, double stack stacks. it on melees. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it's six on melees. Yeah, so th- I feel like that—that's—that's nah, that's a way that they could go with it. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, um, lethal tempo. It will be uh, a little bit worse for melee uh, attack speed users. Better for ranged attack speed users, and uh, you get a little bit less range, re- less bonus range at max stacks. That's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about predator really interesting. quick. Yeah, predator. So they're nerfing predator because predator is OP and just take on every single character in the fucking game who's a jungler and a mid laner. Um, so they're nerfing the movement speed by fifteen percent and nerfing the ramp up time by one point or by point five seconds. Or sorry, they're increasing the ramp huh. up time. Yeah. Um, 
am I crazy or is the real issue with these items the fact that it lasts for 10 seconds? I think the real issue is the cooldown. It's like yeah, it, <laughs> it's like a, a, a what in a, like a 70 second cooldown? It's like uh, no, it's by... 90 scaling down to 60 and it's reduced by um uh, item, item haste, yeah. Item haste. So like you uh-huh. play like Blitzcrank and it's on like a 30 second cooldown and it's active for 10 seconds. Like uh-huh. the fact that I like I don't understand range of predator. I'm too dumb to hover it whenever I go to use it or whatever. But I just I just activate it when I'm like by my inhibitor, and by the time I get to lane, it's still active and now I'm moving yeah. quick. Like it's yep. so hard to fuck it's up. It's wild. I, yeah. I I think that this could like I, they should probably look at, at reworking how it, it, it works. So I, I think it's that weird. if they wanted to shorten the duration, then they could you know obviously make other adjustments um but it's yeah it the amount of uptime you get on it and like it just feels it's one of those that just feels really really bad to play against where i've i've had it so many times mid where like i forced the my opponent out of lane i'm pushing their tower and they start their teleport and I start running, but it doesn't matter because when they finish their TP, they have the, the home guard speed. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to pop Predator, and there's nothing I can do, even if I have Flash Up. Like, they're yeah. just going to run me down. It is it's funny. Crazy. We, like, Riot obviously identifies that um, movement speed is a problem when they, like, gutted uh, Dead Man's Plate, Chem Tank, mm-hmm. things like that. And now we're just back with, <laughs> with a different move speed, like... Yeah, uh, like component. Yeah, just a couple. Yeah, of and, and I mean, one thing they could do with it is like shift it more to damage. Like, I think that's a bad idea. I, I think like at at that point you're making a choice between like, okay, what's the highest damage in this tree? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't. I'm not really making the choice, you know. Yeah. So, I, I, and again, I, I don't think that that's probably the way to go with it because, like, yeah, what, your options are dark harvest, hail of blades, and. Uh, electrocute. electrocute yeah so it's like pick the one that does the most damage which mm-hmm. is kind of that tree already but if they want to give it like a different utility one in predator there are other ways you could go about it which i think one could be like to, to just give it a passive where it's like okay hey you can activate it but but also like your predator boots maybe give you some out of combat movement speed mm-hmm. yeah or something or like if you trigger predator and kill the person now you have like out of combat movement speed because you you did the predator thing right like yeah you claimed your prey here's your bonus move speed for always yeah, yeah that makes sense cool so, dragons uh, yeah we get into the dragons so the uh all dragon terrain terrains have returned to the normal selection rate so you won't get chemtech hextech every single game now um i feel like it was even more than double i feel like i never got any of the other ones was um, it only double i thought it was more than double when they like yeah it, it, it said um the temporarily doubled selection rates but i feel like i never saw any of the other ones like it was a hundred percent I thought it was like maybe, yeah, more than double, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was for Ultimate Spellbook, and it wasn't for other modes, because that's the only one I've played. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Chemtech, which has proven to be uh, the single best buff you can receive in a game. 
Um, <laughs> so they're they're buffing the standard Drake, so not the Soul version, and then they're nerfing the Soul version a little bit. Uh, you get a little bit more bonus damage, um, all else unchanged. Uh, you revive and you stay alive for one second less, and you deal uh, 7% less damage than previously. Uh, and it'll now show a zombie state indicator on their health bar um, when they're affected by it. But why does this not have a cooldown? There's there's no cooldown for this at all. So every time you die after Chemtech Soul, you get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very disgusting. hard to win versus. Like I know, like um, obviously all souls are very hard to win versus. If you look at um league graphs, by the way, which is my yeah. favorite um site to look at, like random uh rank, like they have just like stats for literally everything, right? Yeah, um, tons of aggregated data about the game. Yeah, which no other stats have. So the lowest uh dragon soul win rate. This is for plat plus in all regions, by the way. Is um infernal soul. For, okay, um, no for the soul the souls which is yeah. infernal at 87 percent, which obviously is very high right you go 87 percent yeah. of the time the team with the soul wins the game right um so and i understand this is only a four percent difference but chemtech being at 91.5 percent is kind of yeah. crazy <laughs> like, yeah 92 percent. that's insane but either way like yeah i do agree it's just like very hard to beat because like even if you like win a team fight they're probably gonna revive and kill a couple of you or at least slow down pushes or something yeah right like yeah, that's kind of the the hard thing, and it, and it's every single time. It's not even that there's like a window where you can play against it, you know. Okay, well, this is uh this is it. Like we just we just lose now. We have to win two team fights essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then Hexec Drake got a small buff where you get six ability haste and six attack speed per stack, up from five. It was uh it was pretty pretty just okay. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that is it for, I think the big changes, uh, we've got some new ultimates from ultimate Spellbook and a couple that have been removed, uh, as well as a little bit of system changes. Oh, <laughs> ultimate Spellbook now has objective bounties. Pog. Pog. Um, we've got a, a little bit of ARAM balance, uh, going on. Eden, you want to talk about your favorite one? <laughs> it's just poor Ziggs, man. He's minus 20% damage now on here. Minus twenty percent damage. Yeah, plus I was 18. looking through plus eighteen. <laughs> but don't Jesus. don't worry if you Aiden when you run that one v one tournament, just remember guys, Trindamir plus ten percent damage dealt, minus fifteen percent damage taken, plus twenty percent healing. Yeah, like these change obviously for like five five ARMs. It makes sense yeah. that you probably need more healing on a couple of these characters, which makes sense. Like I think it's good that Renekton gets now extra healing. That's a good way of buffing that character, right? Um, but yeah, for when you're doing 1v1s and 2v2s, uh, turns out this is just broken. Uh, so yeah. If it's, you ever uh, another one, play Trindamir. No one played Trindamir. I, uh, maybe you could do some, uh, global bans for, uh, for I think it's stuff. fun, especially when it's blind pick, cause then you can both play it. As long as it's not mm-hmm. boring. The only character I banned for the 2v2 was Nasus. Yeah. Um, and it's not, I think Trin's better than Nasus in the 2v2, yeah. uh, ARAM thing. It's just that Nasus is boring as fuck to watch. Holy shit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Watching a one person, maybe two farm up. He just stacks until like he wins the game. Like, yeah, you get 24 awful. if you kill a caddy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we need to, uh, <laughs> just, just remove some of these, these characters. Yeah. Just, <laughs> that's, that's insane. Or, or I, I, and I know it'll never happen, but like, what if, what if in custom games you could like have a, a slider to turn off a ram balance changes uh, that'd be pretty nice i mean there, there be... should just be a lot of like options for custom games to yeah, kind I, of I revive know. that scene but we don't get custom games yeah on top of the new skins the the new skin yeah, lots of called debonair mm-hmm. 
Uh, Debonair uh, Brand Zed, Draven, Leona, Master Yi, Malzahar, LeBlanc, and there's a Brand Prestige Edition. So I know people are upset about the skins, right? Because they are they thought Debonair would be cooler. And I agree. I think Debonair could be cooler. Uh, I, I still am of the mindset of like, it's always funny because the splash arts, you never know what characters there are. I thought Debonair mm-hmm. Brand was um, Twisted Fate forever because he's holding money and it's like flying away. I thought those were like his cards or whatever. Mm, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, I had no idea who it was because he just looks like he could be Kane. Uh, what, whatever, who really cares? Malzar could be literally any edgy e-boy character. My biggest issue with these is they made Chromas for them. Like, the, in my opinion, I like Riot's art team. I think they do an awesome job with almost everything. Um. I think the only reason this skin line works is because green and white looks cool together. That's the only reason the skin line works. And turns out, when you make chromas, you can't use green and white anymore. And I think there's not a single chroma out of all the skins that looks better than the base because green and white just looks cool. And <laughs> overall, they're not that great of skins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love, uh, I love when, I, when I look at all of these splashes together... I, I'm getting one particular vibe really strong, yeah. which is just like, it, it feels like a, skin a company <laughs> trying to like cash in on the aesthetic of the Matrix and okay, yeah. it, and just getting it like not quite right. <laughs> like well, I, it, it's, it was, uh, it was proposed as a um, like high fashion city sort of thing, like high fashion crime city, like mm-hmm. mixed together. Yeah. But that's it. It doesn't appear to be the case. It kind of seems a little like demonic with snakes. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, I, it's definitely definitely not my favorite, especially the chromas. I think the chromas are j- literally there because they need to make chromas because it's yeah, like I it mean, makes the money. I think the Leona one, the Leona one looks cool. The shield looks cool as fuck on that on that. Skin. But look at the chromas for it. I mean, uh, no, no, I'm not saying I'm not defending the chromas. Yeah, it's just like, like it's just like obviously like the skin looks good because green and white looks fucking sick together. But like, uh, yeah, I like the I like the the bottom right one. What is that? Like the white chroma, I guess. Yeah, it's like white and blue. <laughs> but that's, I mean, yeah, that's 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 it. Uh, it's and just then there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, Ariversary chromas. What is this about? Oh, they talked about it up here. Um, happy Ariversary, Dynasty Ari Splashard has a new look to celebrate your tenth Ariversary. Is this Ari's tenth anniversary? But this has never existed for any other character in the game. Yeah, but it's Ari, Nick. It sells skins and KDA. So did they add a... They added an Ariversary chroma for every single one of her skins? Is that what I'm seeing? It looks like it. What the fuck? Dude, Ari mains already have every chroma, so now they just have to buy more. (laughs) They kind of look good, Uh, though. I like the chromas. Yeah, I mean, they look really good. It's just... Why? Like, it's just just weird to, to highlight a character's, like, 10th anniversary when there's been no other highlight of any other character's anniversary the only other I, one that it, obviously was annie right they had annie versus for like that was for year but that was their 10th year, year right and yeah. Annie was a f- original character so it mm-hmm. was her 10th year um but i agree it's, it's weird it is, <laughs> but it's they look very cool. strange i mean I, yeah I they think look it's great. just because ari has so much like money to be made in terms of the merch and all of like the art and like ari is one of the very much like synonymous even if you don't know League of Legends, you've probably seen Ari. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, that's uh, that's the patch. So we'll move on to our ad reads for this particular episode. Yeah, so the first of which is from our good friends over at Manscaped. It's holiday season and you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer? 
Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. Aiden, can I get a quick check on that math? That is correct. All right, great. Uh, You can get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code LEADCAST. So... Aiden, you weren't you weren't here last week when I told Nick about why Manscaped is so important for the holiday season. So I'm going to rehash it with you. Oh no, you you know our you know our boy Santa Claus, right? Mm-hmm. Man, yep. man's got a big sack and he's got to get it down a tiny little chimney. Yeah, that shit needs to be smooth. Yeah, you need a smooth sack to get down the chimney. <laughs> um, but to read one of the things that they probably want us to talk about. Um, I know you guys are pretty huge. You guys um, love like the, the shampoo, conditioner, body wash. Hell yeah. Um, for those of you out there who are unaware, they have shampoo, conditioner, body wash, ball deodorant. Um, not only does it come in really nice quality packaging, it smells great. Um, Nick, you were talking last week about how it, it lasts a really long time where like mm-hmm. you'll use the body wash and smell it like 20 hours later and you're like, the fuck, what's that? Um, but not only all of that, but they are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraffin-free. Um, so for, you know, those concerns, which I think, you know, a, a lot of people care a lot more about these days, it's mm-hmm. good to know that not only is it a quality product, but uh, they're they're making it in a good way. Yeah, yeah. So again, you can get any of those things for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code LEADCAST. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. Awesome. Thank you, Manscaped. Is also, that's okay, is also sponsored by Giver.Gifts. They're back. Uh, do you guys have trouble uh, finding the perfect gift for your special someone? Then you guys can look no further. Giver. No, Nick, I never have issues getting you presents. So <laughs> oh, exactly thank what you. you want. Uh, LP, I just send please. you a selfie of me and a Diana thong. <laughs> uh, Giver.Gifts is a California-based company focused on deprogramming deprogramming us to believe that more stuff is equivalent to more emotional value. Research shows that experiential gifts lead to stronger relationships, and this is exactly why you should look to Giver.Gifts this holiday season. As part of their promotion, uh, they sent me their Inspired Massage Set. Uh, it's the uh, It was the perfect gift um, for me and my other half, and it contained a 100% beeswax candle. Uh, smelled super good, and it's way healthier for you uh, if you if you burn it in your in your you know inhaling those fumes. Um, Pleasantly aromatic wild rose massage oil and a guide with pictures and instructions because, hey, fellas, we, we don't know how to do that very well, do we? Um, and then a very special pebble indicative of your endless love and support for your partner, a.k.a. a penguin's gift, in uh, a blank card with prompts to help you express exactly how you feel. Uh, it was super fun. I had a lot of to- uh, great time you know, using it with my partner. Uh, she really didn't enjoyed it, every aspect of it. She really appreciated the, uh, the pebble. Um, she thought that was really sweet. And, uh, yeah, I will, I would definitely recommend it to anyone interested in, in, you know, having that experience with your partner, uh, make sure you go to giver.gifts, G I V H E R dot gifts, G I F T S and use the promo code LeagueCast for 10% off at checkout. Uh, thank that's, you guys so much. That's wild that Savannah enjoyed the pebble so much because Rachel hates it when I throw rocks. At her. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't throw it at her. I think that was the secret. Oh yeah. Huh? Girls I'll don't have like to consider that one. for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Did you read awesome. the instructions? I think you're supposed to throw it. That's what the penguins do. <laughs> I don't think so. It's supposed to be. So 
I got a little flack from Kennedy for for enjoying it. But it's supposed to be the like the base of your of your nest is uh you know for the mm-hmm. penguins. They they use that and build the nest around it. So it's uh it's super yeah. symbolic in in um you know touching emotional that sort of stuff. So very cool. Uh go to giver.gifts use promo code leadcast. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Let's move into where are we at? We're at the uh, not five thing. stars all the way we down. Don't have any on We're our at the competitive league section. Yeah, no five uh, stars. Leave us reviews. There's only league. one thing to talk about this week. Um, I'm not sure how much you guys didn't. I, I, yeah, it but was like after your thing, I believe. Actually, I after, think so. Right? I think it was right at the end. Um, it's so, the biggest thing. Yeah, exactly. So we kind of talked it's about this one, yeah. a little bit because it was rumored. Um, because turns out, uh, when Cloud Nine builds an entire fucking roster of uh Korean players, uh. And keeps Fudge, who is an LS disciple, and keeps Max, who's an LS disciple. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go, hmm. I wonder if LS is gonna coach this fucking team. Yeah, the 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 obviously what we're trying to get at is LS is now the uh, coach, uh, head coach of Cloud Nine, and he's going to be uh, like actually physically there. People were like worried that he might be trying to remote coach from Korea, but he is physically going to be in uh, LA. And I think this is fucking crazy. I think this is some of the biggest League of Legends news we've heard in a long time i think it's bigger than like cloud nine getting perks last year i think it's insane personally but i i think so as well um one of the very cool things was as part of his contract uh cloud nine had to buy out the uh very expensive um residency like yeah uh, I, I believe he's a permanent south korean resident now um i think he's he has a citizenship um and i think that was that was i think he gave an estimate in his ama on reddit that uh, that typically runs for about five hundred thousand U.S. dollars. Yeah, so the main pretty thing is expensive for an individual. Well, he really okay. likes Korea, right? And like he was writing yeah. about the fact mm-hmm. that he wouldn't go to an NA team because, well, first of all, it jeopardizes the fact that he's been in mm-hmm. Korea for a number of years. If you go leave and start working in another country, turns out you're probably going to lose your chance at residency, yeah. right? Uh, that being said, you can buy residency in Korea. There is multiple different paths that I was like, I, I saw about like one where you can pay a certain amount of money and then still like live and work there and it kind of expedites your process. And then one where you just flat out fucking buy it, yeah, which is in around mm-hmm. the like $500,000 USD range. Um, yeah. And it sounds very are, much like similar, Jack helped, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. there, there are similar programs in the United States where you can uh, basically buy your green card mm-hmm. with a big enough investment. Um, I wasn't aware of that for Korea, but it makes sense that that's something a lot of countries would do. And it, I mean, in, indicative that they really wanted LS and uh, I mean, I think it'll probably work out. I, I would be surprised if cloud nine did not do very well yeah it'll just be interesting to see how his um take on the game is reflected in cloud nine be it in draft or builds you know things like that yeah i really uh i want him to come out on stage during a game when (laughs) when somebody does something dumb and just backhand them just straight up like walk up to fudge (laughs) <laughs> who made a bad teleport just backhand him in the middle of the show mm-hmm. i i guess like my like main thing that i'm excited for because I, I think there's a lot of people who dislike ls and i would say overall i probably am one of the bigger ls fans and i don't get me wrong i'm not someone who like i think he has crazy flaws in the way that he views the game um in the fact that a lot of it league isn't in a vacuum right and a lot of what he thinks is like this is how the game should be played um and I think it's cool to like think that way, but you have to realize that it shit doesn't play perfectly, right? Like in theory, GP should just win every single fucking matchup in the game. This is pre-reword mm. GP. Actually, I don't know how re 
uh, post rework GP works, but like it turns out people can't pilot GP at that level to win every single lane, right? It turns out GP actually ends up being like a fucking nuisance to have on your team most of the time. Um, yeah. That being said, the basis of like better itemization is, is like so core and just should be something that every team can do. Every team should be able to itemize itemize to a high level at a at the pro level right like last mm-hmm. like when Le, uh morello leandris was the thing right like every pro would just fucking build even right now every pro building fucking morello there's zero reason to build morello most of the time right mm-hmm. um you're spending a shitload of extra gold to have conditional 20 percent extra healing reduction that gold can be used for so many other things and that's just one of the things where i think at the very least he will improve shit like that for his team uh without a doubt there's no doubt in my mind that he will improve itemization for cloud nine um whether he improves drafts gameplay decisions freezing yada 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 i think that stuff way harder to implement we'll have to see how it actually like pans out at the very least though i think it's going to be entertaining the fact that he will either a improve lmna because if you have a team doing all these fundamental things that are supposed to be better and are supposed to be the best way to play league of legends then every other team in lcs either has to adapt or has to find ways to beat that right um or b uh it doesn't work as well and it it kind of flops and it's kind of fun to watch him like get fudged to play anti mid and then they get rolled right (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i think it's gonna be great either way (laughs) yeah but yeah it'll uh, be really interesting i think uh hopefully we won't see you know the uh any more 40 percent create infinity edges yeah Um, but yeah it'll be interesting i'm excited to see how it how it works out that's definitely the easiest stuff to change i i just think that like no matter what like people are going to flame uh which is kind of sad i think because you should just look at it as like potentially increasing the value of your region Mm -hmm. um and he's already coming yeah. out to say, like, so there's a comment in his AMA, like, are we going to see no more, like, Renekton picks? Renekton obviously is the, and I quote, sinner character, meaning, like, mm-hmm. you pick it, and it's just, yeah, it does well early, but it provides literally zero value, even no matter how, ha- how far ahead it gets. Um, and he, and he seems pretty honest about his answers. He goes, like, well, like, there's, like, a scale of, like, how characters function, right? And, like, Renekton, yeah, he is a shitty character to pick because he provides literally zero value to your team like post however many minutes but if it wins lane versus another character that has worse scaling later then renekton isn't a bad pick like it just you have to be smart about your drafts it, characters aren't just bad and good there's like actually a level of like yeah. scale right there's a, believe it or not there's a lot of depth to this darn video game <laughs> yeah and, um, and with like how pro like competitive league functions like there's even more depth in draft than there would be in solo queue, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think even like the, the thought that Renekton provides zero value post whatever yeah. time metric you want to say, like he still has the, the thing that makes Renekton valuable in pro play period, which is point and click stun. Like yeah. that doesn't change. Now, is he going to maybe die before he can get that close? Maybe. Is that AD carry going to have tenacity or a cleanse or something else? Sure. Mm-hmm. But like, again, people love to say something like Renekton has zero value post 35 yeah. minutes, let's say. And it's like, okay, he still does have point and click stun mm-hmm. or like, yeah. or even like super, super fringe cases. Like you could theoretically do like a flash empowered E to just armor shred like three people. Yeah. Now, is that going to be anywhere near as good as like a Malphite flash arring? No, but. <laughs> uh. Yeah. 
Well, I, I think the big thing is like putting thought into draft beyond like this is what we like to play. This is what the meta is. Uh, and and mm-hmm. sort of the same thing with builds. Like we, you know, we shouldn't see pros doing solo queue builds in a competitive environment. You know, Morello's is a, a, an excellent example where, especially, I like his take on active versus like reactive healing. Yeah, where uh, active versus passive healing, where like you shouldn't buy it versus a Soraka most of the time because it's not gonna, it's not gonna, the grievous wounds won't be inflicted all of the time so then they can just run it a turret especially especially in competitive like where you can talk about that hey let's just back off the wave and heal up to full real quick yeah building mm-hmm. fucking first item executioners like 80 carries do versus like a yumi mm-hmm. or soraka is just so it just doesn't have the value that you actually think it does because those characters yeah. can just wait out the healing reduction then heal like uh, it, and I, I would say like in some situations it, it definitely does but in a lot of situations, and particularly in the situations you'll see in professional play, it generally won't. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you go first item executioners against a Yumi, let's say, because your lane is let's go like super extreme Draven Pike. Like, yeah, the point of your lane is to get a kill at level two, and a kill at level three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. like that. That's the entire point of that lane. So you do anything you can to make that possible, and those characters are in for really, like, one trade when it is hard as possible. You know, so yeah, you want to cut the the heal on the Yumi because it's, you know, if if they make it out, you've already failed, period. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I understand that. As but... opposed to, like, if you're playing something that's trying to, like, poke, it's like, great, okay, they'll wait for your Grievous Wounds to expire and heal yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. I guess the main thing that like Nick and I are trying to get out, out of that is not not saying that you're not you're arguing against it or anything, but is that he's bringing these new thoughts or like maybe not new, but like he's definitely bringing these ideas and game concepts to the forefront where other people at least mm-hmm. aren't talking about it, right? Like the idea yeah. of passive and active healing, the idea of like uh, itemization and item breakpoints, and the idea of like when freezing is good. The fact that like there are games where he believes that taking inhibitor pre 20 minutes is like trolling because you're giving them a free lane of xp to farm because you can't close out the mm-hmm. game with that inhibitor right I mean, freezing like, the lane like yeah which which i i would say prior to this year we had almost never seen in competitive yeah everyone knew it was a thing but no one thought the value yeah. of it was worthwhile of like the trade-off right same thing with like inhibitor. sacrificing that map pressure yeah and i definitely think like sometimes bringing up these ideas can be negative right i definitely have gotten into solo game games where like, i'm playing with trevor and he goes i don't think we should take this inhibitor uh, and I'm like, you're smoking reefer. We're playing fucking yeah, solo, solo queue. Like, <laughs> yeah. taking this inhibitor uh-huh. is infinitely better than any sort of, like, uh, the, uh, XP and gold that they're going to get out of it. Because we have so much map pressure and it's fucking solo yeah. queue. They're gonna, so they're going to push out of the base 4v5 because someone's farming that way and we're going to win yep. the game. And it's like, yeah, but in, so, in, like, competitive play, like, you are probably just giving them, like, four minutes of free farming, like, xp and gold uh well you mm-hmm. one of your players doesn't yeah and, get and that's that. one of those like vacuum versus reality situations mm-hmm. where in a vacuum taking that inhibitor could be bad because like if everyone's playing ideally right they're just going to farm it and they're going to get more resources than you did mm-hmm. but that doesn't tend to happen in reality and i think y- you started with a really good point which it's like he's talking about these things and he has a stance and whether or not you agree with his stances on a lot of those things I think that that's something I would really want to see moving forward. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I, I want to see the platform that coaches 
are running teams on, right? Where it's like, you know, okay, what are your thoughts on active versus passive healing? Like, what are your thoughts on, you know, scaling versus mm -hmm. early game? What are your thoughts on the importance of item optimization or, you know, these things where it's like, I, I couldn't tell you really what almost any other coach in, in the game, what, what their thoughts on these things mm -hmm. are, because it's just not something that's talked about, like, distinctly. Mm -hmm. um, now, I think most of them are, you know, in the right more often than not. You know, I think the vast majority of coaches and coaching staff have a good grasp on the game. And a lot of them have a much better grasp on the game than me. Yeah. But, you know, you you can't go anywhere and, you know, say like, okay, what is X coach's stance on mm -hmm. this? Like, you might find it as a, like, response in an AMA or in like a Reddit thread somewhere where they talk about it. But it'd, it'd be interesting if more coaches publicly talked about that kind of mm -hmm. stuff i guess like one of the main things like i'm not saying that having a coach who's like ls is a good thing uh or having a coach like whoever else is a bad thing but um i don't think there's a I, there's a lot of people in positions of i'm gonna say power but i mean like in analyst coaching positional coaching whatever positions that probably don't actually have the accolades to be there but esports is an industry that if you've been on a team as an analyst, you can probably get on other teams as analysts, yeah. right? Um, mm -hmm. And I, I very much, I don't agree with everything Alice has to say, but I very much think he deserves to be in a coaching position. I think he has the accolades and the like level of in-game knowledge to back up the position. Whereas I think there's tons of other people who do not, mm -hmm. but are there because of just past uh, experiences. And yeah. Stuff. And he's been in the spotlight of it for so long that like, there's you know pages upon pages upon pages of people giving him shit yeah or you know trying to bring up like well he was wrong here well he was also right a bunch of other times but when you make ten thousand calls and you get nine thousand of them right somebody can talk about how you have a thousand wrong calls um but like yeah he's if not uh, like a head coach he definitely has earned his his place amongst the, like analyst assistant coach if not head coach which i think is totally within his his yeah. wheelhouse i think he'll be pretty successful with this like again you know you, you can go back to so many times where he just like nails the draft like one for one or you know is talking about why some like you know the item things or it's like anyone can run that math but why why aren't they then right mm -hmm. like yeah even if anyone can do it then you have to actually do it and not build mercury treads on olaf or second item infinity edge or morello every game when it's just not gold efficient like, yeah anyone sure can do it but if you're, you're not doing it then you're not doing it <laughs> you know it's, it's like the people who are like well i could be a doctor if i went to med school sure yeah for sure school yeah I, I just think it's good to have like people who like actually kind of deserve to be in these positions uh i hope it works out for them i mean at the very least mm -hmm. it'll be fun one It'll way or another so yeah. uh yeah, yeah. It's and he's like the the only analyst we, we see a whole lot of i think right like yeah you don't see like these two analysts from team liquid said this and it shows up on the front page of reddit like 
we don't we don't see that publicity for anyone else so they could exist where maybe they're getting every single thing right maybe they're getting tons of things wrong mm-hmm. like he's the only one who's like in that public eye yeah. consistently and it, it seems like he's still going to create content for cloud nine he put out his um newest he did a patch like a uh, thing for t1 when he's on t1 uh and he's put out a new one for cloud nine on their youtube channel or on his i guess it was for his but he, it's through cloud nine mm-hmm. so it sounds like he's mm-hmm. still going to be producing some level of content which is interesting because there's zero other coaches that fucking just go and talk about their thoughts on the game like publicly so we'll see yeah i, th- I think the closest we get to it is freak doing his like patron on stuff mm-hmm. yeah awesome cool. I, w- I would love to see more of that from coaches i would love for that to become a standard yeah we're going to move into mail fight now uh we're gonna have to get through these pretty quickly if we want to what about round get... table do you want to no, do round table? Go to oh round, round table. table i'm sorry i, I was I like yeah so we're that really for... short on time uh i can quickly do so this excited for last round table week... yeah last time fight. <laughs> last week you guys talked about what keeps you coming back to a leak uh what keeps me coming back to the league is because I'm fucking good at it, by the way. That's my answer. <laughs> Relatively. Hey, um, fair enough. No, that's honestly it, though. Um, so Hard-stuck master tier shitter. Yeah. You're not good at the game. You guys answered on Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. From Twitter, Tyler said, addicted uh, to that nice tingly feeling that when I win a game, it doesn't happen often. Uh, Jackson said, working towards mastering a champion. Randy said, the desire to play well and feel good doing it. From our Facebook, Rowan uh, from Lola said, uh, the feeling of outplaying another human being is intoxicating. And <laughs> while you uh, can get that from many other games, League allows you to do it in so many different ways and styles that it's accessible for most skill levels. That, and I'm uh, too old to switch games now. I actually think that's the fucking perfect answer. True. Dude, fucking breaking someone's legs with a juke or like styling on them and solo killing them actually just is so fucking crazy. Oh, it feels so good. I feel like there are certain exceptions. Everyone, like, I don't think... LeBlanc outplays are that crazy. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, like, no, I, uh, I LeBlanc agree. jukes. LeBlanc jukes. I, there's I some you can crazy. do crazy shit, but there's yeah. definitely Zed jukes where, dude, uh, my Zed oh, does a juke and I don't know where he went. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. It's funny, but um, Brandon said honestly, it's nostalgia, nostalgia slash addiction slash comfort. Their game brings me equal amounts of joy and frustration. I play it during played it during a rough patch in my childhood. Ten years later, I'm still playing. Hell yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. From our Discord, uh, Alpha said, "My friends, uh, I never play alone. We're able just to have fun together." Dragoon said, "I enjoy playing the game alone and with friends, but also get a decent sum. Also, the decent sum of money that I spent on a free game. Man, yeah, I can't stop now. Not after that commitment." Uh, Prophet Fall said, "I simply enjoy every aspect of the game. I enjoy the grind. I enjoy the esports. I enjoy the content. I, everything related to League is pure joy to me. Uh, sure, I could do with less toxicity in the community, but..." Uh, all in all, the game just makes me happy. I met some of my best friends from the game and also met, met made some of the fondest memories as well. I agree. That's awesome. Nice. Cool. This week's roundtable question. I, I, I like this one. Uh, I made it, by the way, so it's a little bit weird that I said that. But uh, <laughs> is, uh, what's one aspect of League that you think you're really good at? Wow. Whoever made this question just has a huge wiener. Yeah, just absolutely big brain. Um, yeah, he's a real smart guy if you thought of a question like this. Uh, I think I'm pretty good at starting team fights. Yeah? Yeah. I think I pick pretty good fights most of the time. Um, that I, I think that's also one of mine, but I'm not going to steal yours. I would say I think my movement in team fights in, in terms of like when I'm playing control mages or Corky who operates very similarly, like I think I dodge uh almost everything a lot of the times mm-hmm. they call him faker 
uh, NA Faker. It's in it's platform. so frustrating though when you dodge everything and still die to the point and clicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh god. Um, mine. I mean, Aiden, my, what are you good at? I think I've talked about it a lot, but I, I think I'm like the best at fucking giving up my lane more than anyone else I've ever met in all of League of Legends. Yeah, true. I, I've never met someone that level one will TP bottom to fucking make sure my team doesn't die. Uh, Like, and a lot of that is that Tom Kench can just do this shit because he's OP. But like a lot, of, I've just never seen someone like be so like <laughs> willing to lose his lane for the I, health of the team. I will say, I think with the caveat that you're, uh, in a lot of the situations, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I got a TP. My ways are ruined. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you're not I, I know it. Like, it. I'm annoyed about it as I do it. I go, fuck, <laughs> fuck it, it's over sort of thing. But you're, I you're do it so to, often. You're but you're not happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to tell us what aspect of League that you think you're really good at, you can hit us up on our Facebook page, our Twitter, at LeagueCast. Send us an email, mail at LeagueCastPodcast.com. Come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section, uh, discord.gg slash LeagueCast. Can we do mail fight now, or are you guys going to shut mail down fight. the voice of the people once more? Hit yeah. us with it. Jokes on the first them. email. I wrote every email this week. They're the first all actually voice of yeah. the people is from No Vibes Forever. Hi, LeeCast crew. I'm in quite the predicament with my league career. Two seasons ago, I hit Diamond 3 playing support in my second season of playing seriously, but I realized that support wasn't the role I wanted to play anymore. I decided to spend all of last season to find a new role in champions that I really enjoy playing, uh, in which I found that I really enjoy playing Camille and Cassiopeia, and finding I enjoy being a jungler. Now I'm trying to figure out whether I should two-trick my favorite champs in either top or mid, or play jungle with champions I don't enjoy as much. I must apologize for the pure perfectness uh, in the length of this email being exactly 721 characters long. Thanks for the input. No vibes forever. Uh, I think uh, the best way to approach this is kind of doing a little bit of both. Um, Obviously, that's not going to... like It it depends on what your goal is. We've said this a bunch. If your goal is to climb... You should two trick. Uh, if your goal is to remain sane you and have fun, you should one trick, and your one trick should be Camille. Well, yeah. If your <laughs> if your goal is to like have fun in in while still like climbing a little bit, do like a little a little yin and yang. You know, occasionally, you know, twenty games you'll do Cassiopeia and Camille. The next twenty, you'll you'll you know start playing jungle and enjoy that a little bit, and then kind of rotate between the two. I think that's that's the best way to to sort of get a little bit of both where. Game to game, it's still going to be primarily the same thing, but overall, you're going to be able to, to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, don't yeah, switch like I, game I to game. Also, That'd be bad, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. I would also maybe look for some overlap between the two, um, which I'm sure you kind of already have, but like, what do you really like about jungle? Is there a way that you can make that play style work for one of the characters you really like predator saves me baby yeah um (laughs) or it's like what do you really like about the characters camille and cassiopeia is there maybe a jungler that can you know scratch that itch a little bit or or be pretty similar um are there any other champions that start with ca maybe we could just solve this all together preferably junglers Um, caitlin caitlin is that it yeah yeah, Caitlyn's a pretty good jungler. Caitlyn Jungle. You're mm-hmm. welcome. Uh, Kerky with the, the C. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Caitlyn and Kerky. Kakery. Uh, Kane, if you spell it wrong. Yeah, I think we're out of them, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, best of luck. Yeah. And, Thanks, uh, Vibes. Interested to see. Mm-hmm. Next email is from Thane. Hey, boys, long time no see. A uh, little less question, a little more discussion here. Thick email below. 
Uh, so he starts with some brief context. Uh, as is probably known, in January of this year, I picked up Thresh for the first time and went full support main. It's probably the best role for me because I'm not particularly mechanically talented, but Thresh at least let me push that and really challenge myself. Regardless of how much I messed up, the challenge was the satisfaction. So even though I've been playing him for almost a year, I still frequently mess up plays that require reverse flays, very precise interrupt timings, or even just hooks because of the windup. It's frustrating, but I power through it because no other champion feels that good when they do click. Uh, I'd rather play a dozen mediocre games as Thresh in hopes of getting one good one versus playing a dozen wins as Leona in a row. <laughs> Sorry, Nick, the champ is fun, but plays itself. It does, no, uh, for sure. If I carry on Thresh, I know it's because I landed everything. It took precision skill, and had I made mistakes, the play actually just wouldn't have worked. Uh, putting that up against recent games, new Glacial Augment comes out, and I'm experimenting on Pike among others. He is definitely a ton easier, and I immediately start seeing more results. Suddenly, I start hearing comments from my friends in game about how I should play other champs more, see what I can do when I'm not on Thresh, etc. I don't blame them at all because I'm not delusional. I make more mistakes on Thresh than any other champion, it usually costs us when I mess up, and he's by far the hardest champion I play. Even after 370,000 mastery, I still feel like a relatively new Thresh player pretty often. I wanted to know your thoughts on how you might handle it when your favorite champion is also one of the ones you struggle on the most. I eventually just started reminding myself Thresh is hard out loud in games when I'm finding uh, when I'm feeling myself getting upset at my mistakes. I'm thankful my friends are kind and keep it to occasional good-natured trash talk. But I'm definitely sorry, but it's definitely still embarrassing to have this much time on a champion. I play this inconsistently. Figured I'd see if this generated any good discussions, especially framed in the context of all the new players League is gaining. I can imagine a lot of players are exploring new champs for the first time, and a lot of the roster is very punishing to learn and explore for newer or weaker players. Love the pod and the community. Thanks for all you guys do. Best thing. I, I mean, you're. I mean, Thresh is a difficult character, but I think part of this as like a bigger discussion is that the character you know best is the one you'll notice the most of your mistakes on. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, I probably, you know, have this, or like experience this the most when I play Zillion. Um, because one, I play a lot of Zillion and two, nobody else plays Zillion. So people will like watch a team fight and be like, oh, you did that fine. And, like, from my perspective, I'm like, no, I fucked up, like, 25 different things. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, you got to keep that in mind is, like, you're going to notice way more of your mistakes on Thresh, whereas it's, like, if you're playing Leona and you don't play it often, you probably won't realize that you've made mistakes, as well as you're probably trying to, like, push the boundary, which, again, I, I experience a lot on Zillion, where it's like I'm trying to ult at the last possible second and a lot of times that means I don't ult at all um you know I probably miss more ultimates that I just didn't ult and, and you know I died or my teammate died probably more often than most like newer zillion players mm 
um, be because I'm trying to get the maximum value and not have it placed on somebody and then they just sit there and let it expire. So like, I, I don't know if that answers, I mean, it's not really a specific question, um, but I, I would say like, t take that in mind is that you're, you're seeing a lot more and noticing a lot more because you have so much experience on the character. Yeah, for sure. I guess the only thing I have to add is that uh, good on you at least wanting to play stuff that's like hard. I find myself, I purposely don't choose extremely hard characters with really high skill ceilings because I know I can't reach that in a meaningful amount of time. I'd rather play like low skill ceiling characters but play them to their like highest like extent. Um, like, I guess that's how I feel. I feel good about League when I'm playing a character like to the max, right? And it's really hard to do that for most uh, hard characters i guess mm -hmm. so good for oh, you yeah. like wanting to play yeah. thrash like i could never do that <laughs> yeah i mean i feel the same way i um i play on leona because i win on her and mm -hmm. I, I like winning in league uh, especially in, in ranks <laughs> you know i'll have a little bit more fun in in normals and play characters that i normally wouldn't play um but when i win i want to play a character that i don't have to think about like incredibly complex combos and how to properly you know, itemize or anything like that. Like I, I want to turn my brain off as much as possible for those sort of things. Um, so it, it depends. Like if your goal is to climb as high as you want, uh, you know, play an easier champion that maybe you can tolerate, but you don't enjoy mm -hmm. as much. Um, but if your goal is to have fun with the, the game and play the character that you like the most, there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's completely fine and stick with thresh then. Yeah, I would also mention, you know, in kind of like your your question towards the end is, you know, how do you handle it when your favorite champ is one of the ones you struggle on the most? You could also just not main them in ranked. Like, you could play them in flex. You could play a bunch of normals. You could, you know, make sure you're not playing too much of it that it's affecting your rank. I think I play a lot of execution-heavy characters that end up with me inting. Mm -hmm. um you know i'll have i've got a bunch of great games on oriana and i've got a bunch of games where i went 0 and 9 in lane mm -hmm. um and, and not that she's a particularly execution heavy character as you know she's hard but not on the far far end of the spectrum but like towards the end i was playing a lot of kennen and part of that was like kennen's an easy character mm -hmm. you you press r and go burr and then kill their whole team um, so I think, yeah, for, if your, if your goal is to climb quickly and not have to play, you know, a thousand games on a character to get good at it, then, you know, that, that's an option. It's yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks for the email Thane. Thanks Thane. Next is from Madden Mox. Uh, Hey guys, Madden Mox here. Just wanted to send my answer to last week's roundtable question of what keeps you coming back to league. I'm just going to warn beforehand that this email is a bit heavy, but I digress. Uh, I play league and come back to league to honor two of my best friends that lost their lives. I continue to play league because it reminds me of the fun memories of the, uh, them teaching me how to play originally the echoes of them laughing when I would accidentally flash and throw a hook backwards. I lost them both two years ago. One to leukemia, one to suicide. So every time I play League, it's a bittersweet trip down memory lane that I'll never get enough of. 
They were the ones that got me into watching Competitive League. I'd planned to bring pictures of both of them to the LCS finals in Newark before it was canceled due to COVID, but I'll bring them to Worlds in New York City instead. I apologize for the small book I just wrote, but I wanted people to hear the true story of why I play. Also, apologies for dampening the mood. Please feel free to not conclude this uh, if it's too much. P.S. Tell your loved ones and friends you love them. I didn't do it enough and it kills me to this day. And please reach out if you're struggling. You're not alone with all the love in the world. Madden Mox. That's really sweet. sweet. Yeah, really nice uh, reminder. Hey, enjoy that. Thanks, Madden Mox. Hey, hey Aiden, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> hey, Nick. Hey, <laughs> God. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> I want to share. So you boomed me, but I was also boomed today. I met a friend for lunch and uh, we ordered some food and sat in a corner away from uh, people. And it's a place where they'll bring you the food, uh, you know, uh, obviously. Um, well, I meant like instead of like a fast yeah, it's food just, place. It's just funny how you said that. It's like the I, I know, I know. Um, but then he, he brought our food and he didn't have like any, any sort of like indication like any any uniform or whatever um that he was like working there he sat down in the table like right next to us with our food and it was like well i think that's ours <laughs> he kind of just sat there for like 30 seconds it's and funny gave it to us and it was really awkward he fucking got us um yeah that's <laughs> that's that's it uh that's thanks thanks madden mox um next yeah. email is from pards pards yeah uh, hey, Latecast, it's me, Pards. Playing Legends of Runeterra has been some big fun. When Poppy was introduced, I was a fan of her card, and she became one of my favorites. Playing Poppy in Legends of Runeterra has led me to want to play more Poppy in League, and now she's easily my favorite slash best champion. I also saw that playmates of Arcane champs, uh, play rates of Arcane champs went up big during Arcane, uh, has a story or outside uh, League of Legends form uh, of Riot influenced you to pick up a new League champ? Also, as someone who's been missing some trivia type things, I'm going to give you a list of skin lines and try to guess the champion. Maybe start out by only naming the first two skin lines, and if you can't, read more, but it's easier, so if you... You, you want to do it, Colton? I haven't read it yeah. yet, so... Yeah, um, okay, so... Also, I'm using the skin line uh, tab from Riot Games, so if you have a problem with the skin not being included, or maybe being included when it shouldn't be, you can file the support ticket. Just freak directly. He is Mr. Riot. <laughs> okay, so. yeah. Okay, so I'm describing a champion, and mm -hmm. these are all skins that a, that champion has, you know, a skin in that skin line. Okay. So the first character has an Infernal skin and a Debonair skin. Is it? Wait, am I guessing the champion? Yeah, you're guessing. You're guessing the champion. It's Galio. Yeah, it is Galio. He okay. also has Hextech, Commando, and Dragon Guardian. Okay. Um, next one. He. Oh, well, I guess I shouldn't go with a he or a she. But okay, he. They, yep. they have a skin in the High Noon skin line and the Pulse Fire Thresh. skin line. That's correct. Also, he has Blood a Moon pulse fire skin. Yeah, it's fucking garbo. Ew. Okay. Sorry. Um, and the last one here, they have a skin in the Rift Quest skin line. What the fuck's the that? Fuck is a Rift <laughs> Quest. <laughs> um, and Dragon Slayer, and Crime City. 
Brom? I'll, I'll give a different explanation of the first one because there's the easy and the hard Is it Brom? I think I know who it is. It's not Brom. Okay. Aiden, what do you got? Is it Twitch? Yes. What the okay. fuck so is... apparently oh. the, the medieval I is see. also oh. known as Rift Quest. Okay, yeah, that's weird. Is does that go with like the the bard bard and like the? It's gotta right. Yeah, yeah. yeah bard okay. bard. Interesting. And all those ones. That was good. That was fun. Good good yeah. quiz. Good tr- good trivia. Yeah, nice nice one. Short and sweet. Uh, so up to your initial question, has has some of the media that Riot put out influenced your decision to play a character? Absolutely. Time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think anyone who's played league and was aware of any of the media hasn't been influenced by it at some point um but i i know i definitely have where they'll put out you know whether it be a new skin or a music video or you know whatever it might be but like i i don't think any player watched get jinxed when the character came out and didn't say i need to play jinx right now yeah i think i think champion releases are the the best example of this where obviously people want to play the new character but how did you guys feel like play, wanting to play like senna when she got teased at you know the 10th anniversary or yoni during mm-hmm. the spirit blossom event or yeah jinx during get jinx like there are so many like really cool things that riot does that yeah. Like definitely influence the way that I I want to play the game for sure. Mm-hmm. So or even if they're popular and competitive at the time, I think that's another huge mm-hmm. one for a lot of players. Like, how many people have seen you know the Smeb Kenanar and not gone? I want I need to play some Kenan. Yeah. Or like you know watch the Faker yeah. reuse Zed play and say wait a minute I need to play Zed. Mm-hmm. So like, I have the thing that got me into playing characters is LOL Esports Pocket Pick series. Oh, um, when they used to do that, it's crazy they don't do it because it's such fucking easy content. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this we can actually I want to do like quick trivia with it. So Pocket Picks used to be a, a series by LOL Esports where they would take a pro player and they would talk to them and interview them about their pocket pick and why they enjoy playing that pocket pick. Um, so there's eight of these. I'm just gonna give like one as an example because it's the obvious one. Is they talk about who he for like it's like a five minute interview or six minute interview where they talk to who he about his Aurelian soul and how that's his mm-hmm. pocket pick, right? Uh, I want to see if you guys can get these other seven though. I think that'd actually be fun as a quick way to and sure. this. We'll do one more email. We'll end the show. Um, yeah. But so there's seven. Uh, just feel free to uh, say them out. Uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say the mm-hmm. car- the player and you're gonna say what their pocket pick is. Okay. Um, okay. I thought we were going the other way. No. 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 Sneaky. Jin. Nick. One point, Nick. Dardock. Rexarius. Neither. Okay. No, no points there. It's uh, Lee Sin. Fuck. I should have said Lee Sin. Okay. No. Froggen. Anivia. Anivia. <laughs> okay. You guys both get a point there, so it's one to two. Uh, <laughs> um, Matt. Who the f- Uh, Thresh? <laughs> Fuck. I have no clue, man. Who the fuck is Matt? It was uh, Team Liquid support. Uh, He is his bard, which I would never say. That was my second Uh, one. Dang it. um, Double lift. Vane. Caitlyn. No, neither. It was Lucian. Oh, oh, it's only for his one course. play. Other than that, like I wouldn't call double a double of the illusion player. Yeah, anyways. I wouldn't either. Um, there's two left. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna reverse the order because I think the last one's fucking crazy. Um, okay. Rainover. Sejuani. Rexai. 
Rengar. <laughs> what the fuck did Rayo play oh, Rengar? Okay. <laughs> and this I one's know, this one's crazy to me. Uh, I want you guys to give me three guesses. So I'll go go back and forth. Because no, I don't think you guys got this. Okay. Darshan. Darshan. Echo. Nasses. <laughs> Neither of those. No. Okay. <laughs> uh. So am I next? Yeah. Go for it. Fiora. Nope. Um, he's <laughs> Timo. No, <laughs> yeah, Yasuo. Yeah, you got it. Yasuo. Okay, I, when the fuck did he ever play Yasuo? He what the played fuck? it in game one of CLG TSM in the finals as a counter pick to Nar. Either way, I would recommend people go check out the series. It's really, really good, especially like the the episodes that like actually you think of those characters. Like I think mm-hmm. Frog and Navy is a great episode. Who's yeah, who's he is a really and Soul is a good episode. Uh, so I'd go check those out. That's a great series. Awesome. Uh, thank you to Pards. Our last email for this particular week is... Uh, I didn't pull it. We didn't I copy will, the name. You start reading uh, it, I will uh, <laughs> But it. they say, Hi there, LeeCast. I don't usually write in, but I felt very compelled after listening to this week's podcast. I was, as I was taken aback by your sheer buffoonery. This is in response to your discussion about which League character would be the fastest at sitting in all the chairs in your house. Aiden, real quick, which character in Lee do you think would be the fastest to sit in all of their chairs in a house? Um, so, yeah, which character could sit down in every chair in your home the fastest? Mm-hmm. Shaco. Oh, good answer. Okay. Um, now, considering the houses are all standard human-sized houses, you foolishly chose characters like Cassidy and Zoe as they can blink to the chairs and sit in them very fast. However, this is, and I'll phrase this as nicely as possible, dumb and stupid. The real answer would be giant characters like Malphite or Galio, as in one sit, they'd be able to sit and crush all the chairs in a house at once. If uh, It gets iffy with Aurelian's soul because the chairs might be disintegrated before he has a chance to put his body weight on them. Does he even have body weight? I don't know how physics work. However, if the champion implies that if the question implies that champions had to sit in chairs that were in scale to them, then I apologize for my rudeness because your answers would make sense and mine would not. However, I'd also throw Shaker in the mix as he can blink over walls and make a clone of himself to double his sitting efficiency. I apologize for the length of this email, but I cannot apologize for the smallness and smoothness of your brains. Sonic 1203. That was exactly my idea, Sonic, is that like not only can he like kind of blink, because I was thinking cast it in, but like he can blink like cast it in, but he has two of him, so it's double the sitting efficiency interesting okay yeah I, I had thought about that too but in my mind i said the clone isn't him and it doesn't count it does it's in, a clone. in my head that's what i thought just as when i see this i'm like if they break the chair i don't know if it counts. yeah that's what i want to say i don't think the chair being like disintegrated means they sat in it Especially what about, if what about zach because zach wouldn't break it he would just like goo on it we, we talked about Zach for sure. Okay, that's a, that's a good one, yeah. Zach's a Zach's Well, I a talked good, about how Zach answer. wouldn't count because he would just like glump around the chair and not really be sitting there. But I, yeah. I think he has the ability to like he control he his glump, you know? Yeah, he can so. control his glump. Yeah. Um, I wish, yeah, thank you I wish the, to have that power one day. Yeah. One day. <laughs> Thanks for the email, Sonic1203. Yeah. We've got um, three emails left um, that will start 
our next podcast with from Spicy, yeah. Cenix, and Medic behind you. So thank you guys for emailing in. Uh, but also we're Ryan sent an email while we were recording the show. So also Ryan just. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But we're out of time for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to email us, it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com. Come support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash leadcast. I don't know why the orders messed up. Uh, watch us on Twitch at Blue Basket and at Leadcast Frost on Twitter. We are Leadcast on Facebook. We are Leadcast. Visit our website, leadcastpodcast.com. And finally, join our Discord server, discord.gg forward slash leadcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.